Hey, my name's Frank Burton. Welcome to Frank and Claude are following you. I've been recording my conversations with my uncle Claude for some time now, capturing the good times. The bad times. It's been seven hours and fifteen days. And everything in between. This episode in particular documents both the best and worst of our times together. It all started when we were driving the van through the centre of Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, when Claude said, Stop, Frank! But steady on, blimey! Shouting in my ear. Burst my eardrum, pal. What is the actual problem here? Oh, stop the car! It's, it's a van. Stop the van! Mate, why? What, what has happened? Tell me more about this. We're going to have to turn it around now. We've gone right past it. What is it, mate? It's a wimpy burger. A wimpy burger? I thought someone had died, pal, the way you reacted. Well, you don't see many of them around anymore, do you? No, you don't see many of them around anymore. No, because it's a bit rubbish. <laughs> Fault for one thing, isn't it? Oh, bit rubbish, is it? Oh, I see. Well, yeah, it's a bit it's like a rubbish burger chain, isn't it? Oh, that's nice. Do you own shares in Wimpy Burger, Claude? No, no, I'd probably no, no. sell them if I were you. I think they're going under. I happen to like Wimpy Burger, Frank. Is it because it reminds you of the olden days? or It does remind me of the olden days, that's true. But also, I quite like, quite like their burgers. They, they do a decent one. What do you want? Do you want to go to Wimpy Burger? Yes, I would like to go to Wimpy Burger, please. Okay, well, yeah, I'll... Um, you, you're absolutely right. We have gone right past it, haven't we? And we're still driving. I can... Not sure if it's a one-way system here or what. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, mate. Thank you. Oh, you see, this is very nice, isn't it, Frank? Very nice. A decent burgers, decent plate of chips, and that. They've even got a vegan option. Would you believe? Wow, it's not like the old days. This is what it's about, isn't it, Claude? This, this, this is about the olden days for you. This is a nostalgia trip that we're on here. Well, I know you're not the biggest fan of nostalgia, Frank, but uh, it, 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 it's a very nice place to come, you know. It, it reminds me of, uh, you see, they've got the old seating here. Yeah, I see what they're doing. They've got the retro sort of tables and chairs and stuff, and it, it's all, you know, it's aimed at people who used to come here in the olden days when it was a successful franchise. Well, uh, good for them, I say. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I can't, I can't feel uh, anything positive or negative towards it, really. But let's have, have an actual taste of the burger. I think you'll find it's very nice. How do you know? Have you had the vegan burger from Wimpy? I have not. No, if it's anything like, anything like the meat equivalent, it's a, a, a very nice burger. All right, I'll give it a go. Here we go. The verdict! <laughs> Calm down. The verdict, the verdict. Um... Uh, seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not great. Well, above average. But um, it's it's fine. You know, it's absolutely fine. I feel, <laughs> I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel nothing. I mean, you, you you obviously feel good about being here, don't you? you this is this kind of like a, a little trip back in time for you. I'll tell you a story, Frank. Oh God, do, do you have to tell me a story? Yes, I do. When I was a young lad back back in the 1960s, myself, your grand, you never met your granddad, did you? No, he died before my time, that fella. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't meet him. Your granddad, myself, 
and your dad to a Wimpy Burger in London. It was the first restaurant of this kind that I'd ever been to, and it was like stepping into another world, Frank. It's like being in the United States, these places that we'd seen in the movies, on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the cinema screen. We'd seen these sort of places, but I'd never been to one before. It was like stepping right into the heart of a movie. Right, okay, yeah, I'd imagine that that's kind of an interesting experience, actually, as a child, kind of coming to a place that is it's almost like a mythical place, isn't it? Well, that, that's what the United States was itself, I suppose. Uh, back in the day, it was a magical land that no one had ever been to before, and all you'd ever seen of it was, was in the movies, you know? Yeah, like fairy tale kingdom, and then coming to Wimpy Burger was like stepping into that kingdom for a moment. Really, yeah, yeah, I mean... It, it's, uh, you know, the, the dream was destroyed in later years, you know, uh, as, as a grown-up, I visited the United States and uh, believe it or not, Frank, the people of America don't always look the way they look in the movies. No way, you're kidding me. It's absolutely true, they don't look the same as the people in the movies. Oh, right, oh, it looks like we've been conned by all this movie business, doesn't it? It does, we've been conned. But all this land of opportunity business, there's actually a lot of poverty in America, believe it or not. Oh, I thought they were all millionaires, mate. They're not millionaires. No, no, there's a lot of poverty in America. Well, blow me away. But you know what? I still feel good about this place. You know, I still feel good coming into a Wimpy Burger. Yeah, I can, I can see it's very important to you. Yeah, I mean, I apologise for making light of the facts. But it's, it's all down to the way you interpret it, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, if you, if you asked your dad what happened that day, he'd probably just say, well, we went for a burger and chips and then went out. The thing that is weird about this Wimpy Burger is that why does it still exist I mean I, I know I was saying like it, it has a market of people who used to like Wimpy in the olden days and then but you know it, it, it kind of got driven out of town didn't it, it got driven out of town by it was you know big in the uh, 60s and 70s and stuff and then the big fast food franchises came in and just drove them out we're the new kids on the block everyone's going to McDonald's now so deal with it and Wimpy presumably should have gone out of business but they're still here just occasionally you see them like this one so we got this one i don't know how many there are in the uk probably about i don't know about five or six of them you know there's not many what is their business model i'm i'm gonna look this up mate do you have to google everything frank well <laughs> if if something sparks my curiosity i will google it you have this habit frank I've, 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 Every little thought that pops into your head, you have to type it into Google and see what the answer is. Why can't you just kind of uh, sit with the mystery? Ah, uh, mystery, yeah, mystery. mystery. You, you mentioned mystery. This, th yeah. That's what this is. It's a mystery. I'm going to use our catchphrase. The investigations team are a go-go on this one. Because I'm, I'm really interested in, in why this, this place exists still. Uh, Wimpy is a fast food chain that was founded in the United States, found success internationally mainly in the United Kingdom and South Africa. Areas served, uh, the headquarters are in uh, Johannesburg, uh, South Africa. That's interesting. Sorry, Claude, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and read the Wikipedia entry for, for Wimpy while you finish off your, um, your thingamajig there. Oh, the parent company is called Famous Brands. Okay, so Famous Brands must have like a number of different franchises under its wing. Okay, so they've got more than one brand. This is a South African 
thing. They've oh, oh, they got a bunch of different things, a bunch of different kind of uh, restaurant chains and stuff under the same heading. Wimpy is one of them. And so now it's all becoming sort of clear that, you know, it's not just a single company. That's a fair explanation as to why this thing exists. Uh, I think mystery is solved there, Claude. That was a quick mystery to solve, wasn't it? There's Kuwait. There's one in Kuwait. There's a wimpy in Kuwait, is there? Yeah, just one. One wimpy burger in Kuwait. Since 1970, the Americana Group has operated a single wimpy restaurant within the Arab League nation of Kuwait. Since 1970. That is a long time, and there's only one of them. In the whole continent of Asia, there's only one wimpy. And it's in Kuwait, and it has been there for decades. They haven't opened another one. <laughs> so, but the thing is, that's very odd, that's very strange, that. Because you would think that if it was successful, they would open more than one. And if it was unsuccessful, it was shut down. And neither of those things have happened. It's still open and has been since 1970, but it's the only one in the entire continent of Asia. I, I suppose that's quite strange, yes, Frank, but maybe it's just sort of a mid-level thing, you know? It's, it, it turns a profit, but it would not be profitable for them to open another one. That's not what McDonald's would do. I'll tell you that for nothing, and that's why McDonald's have taken over everything, because this short-sightedness that the wimpy guys have got they're still they're stuck in the old days, aren't they? You can see just looking around the room. They're stuck stuck in the past. People don't want this 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 little sort of uh, cafe environment anymore. They want their they want to take their food and go. They want fast food. They want KFC, McDonald's, and they need to move with the times. They they should open another one in Kuwait. This is a real mystery. Why is that one in Kuwait? Why have they got one branch in Kuwait? Is that? I reckon it's some kind of tax dodge. Well, I don't know about that, Frank. Oh, I think it's tax. It's tax. It's got to be tax. Something to do with tax. Are you recording this? Yeah, I'm recording this, Claude. It's a little bit libelous, Frank. I hope you don't put this in the documentary. I hope you're saying that um, the, uh, the Wimpy organisation are dodging tax by having a restaurant in Kuwait. Maybe it's the people of Kuwait like to eat Wimpy burgers. Well, if they did, they'd have more than one. And if they didn't, it would shut down. But it's still there. It's been there since the 1970s. I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this. It's quite intriguing, Frank. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I, I don't think you should suggest that they're, um, they're doing it for tax purposes because you, you have got no evidence. All right, well, you have addressed that now by yourself by saying that I have no evidence of it, so we can keep that in the documentary. Well, I, I don't know what this documentary is going to sound like, Frank, just me and you sitting in a wimpy burger talking about the tax records of, of large international corporations. Who's going to want to listen to it? Lots of people are going to want to listen to it. Listen, I, I think I'm on the verge of making a decision, Claude. It's going to affect you. So um, I apologise for what I'm about to say. Oh, a, a decision. Right, OK. Uh, what decision are you on the verge of making? I was on the verge of making it, and now I've made it. OK, uh, what's your decision? We're driving to Kuwait. What? I, I did warn you it was going to affect your life. I don't want to drive to Kuwait. It's the only it's the only way to solve this mystery, Claude, of why that restaurant is there. We have to go there and figure it out and have a have a little chat with the management of this have place. Have a little chat. And that they can tell us. I, I want to see I want to see some documents from this place and just I want to clear this up. 
I feel like an investigative uh, journalist here. I wonder if they expose this kind of scandal. If it is to do with, they are kind of money laundering or something. Oh, now you're bringing money laundering into it. This is is some serious libel, Frank. All I'm doing is questioning. I'm questioning why this restaurant is there. It seems it's a long way from all the other ones. I'm going to put it into the Googles. I'm going to see how far it is for us to drive. I'm telling you categorically, Frank, I am not driving to Wimpy in Kuwait with you. Well, I think you owe me this one, Claude, because uh, all the other mysteries that we've been solving over the last few weeks have all been instigated by yourself, have they not? And I went along with it all. I went along with it all. I let you take my van apart in order to look for your keyring. I camped out in a supermarket car park just so that we could go and look at, at some sheep on a roundabout. I, I was doing you a favour there, pal. You play me the courtesy of driving to Kuwait with Not me going to so that we can check out this wimpy. All right, here we go. It's... Um, uh, Providing us with the best route to uh, Wimpy and Kuwait at 63 hours. 63 hours, Frank! No, thank you! Two days and 15 hours. A total of uh, 3,000 and something miles. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we'll need to do is uh, we need to get a new set of tyres on this baby. More than a new set of tyres, Frank! You need to armour plate this thing, bulletproof it, with the uh, terrain that you'll be driving through in order to get to Q8. I'd imagine it's quite dangerous. What countries are we driving through here? We are going to be driving through um, Europe, followed by we're going through Turkey, and then we'll be driving through the entirety of Iraq, from, from northern Iraq to southern Iraq. So right the way through Iraq, through Baghdad, Right the way through the other end of the country uh, into Kuwait. Yep, you know, good uh, two days, 15 hours, and we'll get there and uh, we'll get some answers to this question. You can't just drive through Iraq, Frank. It's a very dangerous place. Is it? Is it a dangerous place? Of course it's a dangerous place. Do you watch the news? No, don't watch the news. What's going on there? Just watch the news, Frank. I'm not going to explain the whole thing to you. I know, there's a, I know there's a war on a few years back. They finished that, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they finished that. Oh, yeah, the Iraq War. They, they finished that. And everything was, they all skipped off into the sunset and everything was hunky-dory. Are you absolutely insane, Frank? I'm not absolutely insane. I just assume that you can, you can drive through Iraq to get to Wimpy and Kuwait, can't you? No, you can't. You need some sort of visa for a start. For absolute starters, you would need a visa. You need permission, special permission to get into that country. They don't just let you in. Wait, really? I can't just rock up? Of course you can't just rock up, Frank. Do you know how the world works? You can't just rock up. That is not a strategy. I don't see why they were... If we explain to them what, what we're doing... Explain to them what we're doing. Go into a Wimpy franchise in order to figure out why the Wimpy franchise exists. Yeah. I don't think they'll take that as an explanation, Frank. They'll send you home. Well, if they send me home, they'll send me home. Then it's uh, would have been a wasted trip. It's a complete waste of time and a complete waste of money. Imagine the fuel cost. Well, we just budget for it, man. Budget for it. Let's dress nicely. Uh, dress nicely. Get a good pair of suits. I bet there's a decent shop around in here in Huddersfield. It, it looks like a nice place. They'll, they'll have a decent tailor's shop where we can get a couple of suits. 
They won't turn away a man in a suit, will they? That's not how border controls work, Frank. They're wearing a suit. Oh, this fellow's wearing a suit. We'll let him in. That's not how it works, Frank. Actually, I, I just thought of something, Claude. I, I, just, just hang on here. I'm just going to have a word with the management here. And uh, I'll, I'll be back. Well, you just finish your chips, Frank. What are you doing? What are you doing? Finish your meal. Finish your meal and bask in the glow of the nostalgia for the 1960s. Okay, I'll be back. A little while later. Right, success, mate. Success. Where the hell have you been, Frank? I've drunk so much coffee. I'm wired now. Wired. I'm totally wired. <laughs> so you didn't have to drink that much coffee. How many cups have you had? About five or six. Oh, going off me nut, mate! <laughs> good for you, good for you. Listen, I've got I've got a letter from the management here. They have given me permission to have a meeting with the management of the Kuwait branch. Got a permission from the manager of the Huddersfield branch of Wimpy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what purpose? I told a couple of porky pies, Claude. I said that I was um, I was a researcher. I was doing some research. For, uh, for a degree that I'm studying for. A little bit of white lie there. It's not a white lie, it's completely false. Yeah, yeah, it's completely false, it's a complete lie. I said that I'm doing some research uh, in t- into kind of restaurant chains and um, how they work internationally. And we had a really good conversation, you know, uh, the manager was quite taken in by my story. And, you know, I said that I would send them a copy of my thesis at the end of this. Uh, they're very interested. <laughs> I'm going to have to fudge that somehow. Didn't have you down as a con man, Frank. Um, don't usually tell fibs, do I? I'm usually a straight and honest dude. But when I'm trying to get somewhere, you know, this is what an investigative journalist would do. They, they, would, they would blag their way in. And uh, this is what we have to do in order to solve, solve this mystery, Claude. Could you have the meeting on the telephone? No, no, that, that will not do, Claude, that will not do. I have to go and see their premises and see in the background, in the back office, what kind of stuff they've got going on there, what their accounts are like and stuff like that. I've managed to worm my way in by, just by saying that I'm doing some research in, into uh, international restaurant chains. And it seems to have done the trick with the manager of this place. I've, I've, made, a, I've made a real friend here. you made a real friend? What, under false pretenses? The poor man! It's a woman, actually. Oh, she's a woman, is she? Oh, wonderful news! Wonderful news! On your side, sister! Steady on. Spreading equality throughout the world! One burger joint at a time! You feeling alright, Claude? Well, as a matter of fact, I think the fact that she's a woman makes it worse. How does it make it worse? Because you conned a woman. Speaking as a man, that's not a thing that you should do. What, you're fine with me conning a man, but not a woman? That's, that's sexist, Claude. How dare you! I'm with the manager of Wimpy Huddersfield on this one, Frank. So, yeah, I mean, we're all set, like, um, we're obviously going to need our passports. Um, so, you have to pick yours up from... Uh, I've actually got my passport on me, Frank. you got your passport on you. Well, I'd like to carry it around in case I need to give identification. Why would you? You're going to get served at a bar. I, I hate to break this to you, Claude, but you, you do not look under 18 anymore. Oh, no, there are occasions where you are... A man needs to identify himself, and uh, for that purpose, I, I carry my passport around with me. So you should, should keep it locked away at home. If somebody steals that, you know what's going to happen. That's you could easily commit some kind of identity fraud. 
you've got a bit of money in the bank there, Claude. You've got to be careful of carrying your passport around. I mean, it's actually worked out pretty well because we don't have to call in at your place for your passport. We're, we're, uh, this is all a pipe dream, Frank. I'm not coming with you to Kuwait, OK? Oh, come on, it'll be a laugh. Driving the length and breadth of Iraq will not be a laugh, Frank. It's a very dangerous place. I do not want to go there. Well, you're not going to let me go on my own, are you? Oh, don't put me in that position, young man! Well, I'm sorry to have to put you in that position, Claude. I, I genuinely think we'll be absolutely fine. I don't foresee any uh, problems that we might face. Get blown up, mate! Or taken prisoner by ISIS or something! It's not going to happen, it'll be fine. Frank, I've got one thing to say to you! Okay, what is it? Gorgonzola! Veto. What do you mean, veto? I'm vetoing your Gorgonzola. You can't veto a Gorgonzola! Yes, you can. I've decided that you can. You can veto a Gorgonzola. Same if I say Gorgonzola to you, you can veto it as well. Whoa! Whoa, you didn't say that! We're still establishing, you know, the ground rules of this operation, aren't we, Floyd? Well, I suppose we are, yeah, but I didn't realise you could veto a Gorgonzola. You can. You can veto a Gorgonzola. So, we're going. Let's go. Come on. Three days and several border crossings later. Here's a little song I wrote. Might have to sing it. No, for no, don't worry. I don't see why you're in such a good mood, Frank. You know, I'm just trying to cheer you up, Claude, really. You've been uh, down in the dumps for the last couple of hours. Of course I'm down in the dumps. I'm wearing this ridiculous suit, sweating myself to death. Plenty of water, have a drink. It's very hot, Frank. It's very hot around here, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, well, welcome to Iraq. <laughs> welcome to Iraq. I, I didn't think I'd be saying that, but but here we are, and you know, it's absolutely like I was saying. It's it's fine. We've got a long way to go until we get out of Iraq, Frank. It's a very big country. It's a very large place. We've got a very long way to go. How far have we got left? Uh, another nine hours. Another nine hours till we get to Kuwait? No, no, until we get to the Iraqi border. Um, but, you know, the uh, I, I told you, didn't they? The, um, we got through the border fine. Don't know how you managed to sweet talk those guys, to be honest with you, Frank. I'll tell you the truth, I was quite impressed by it. I can sweet talk when I want to sweet talk, I can sweet talk. Well, I hope you can sweet talk when you want to sweet talk, because you're going to have to sweet talk again. We get to another border between Iraq and Kuwait. What are they going to say? They're, they're going to be absolutely fine. I'm going to show them a letter from the woman in Huddersfield. They don't know what Huddersfield is. As far as they're concerned, Huddersfield is a made-up place. Huddersfield. It sounds made up, doesn't it? Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Well, what sort of name is that for a town? Look, Claude, the letter is on headed paper, OK? Headed paper? What is, what is that? You can, anyone can make headed paper. I don't know very much about computers, Frank, but I do know it's very easy to mock up somebody's headed paper. Yeah, even so, it's... I don't know what it is about... Yeah, you raise a good point, because uh, anyone can do it, but as soon as somebody sees something that's written on headed paper, they think, oh, this is official. No, it's got, it's got the company's name and address on it, so it must be legit. I tell you, but it's not how these border guards think. They don't think like that. They don't think... 
Oh look, oh look, here's a man in a suit. Oh look, he's, he's got a letter on headed paper written from, from some bird in some made up town called Huddersfield in Yorkshire. Yorkshire, is that even a real place, Yorkshire? Is that, does that exist? They can easily find out that Yorkshire exists. They have the internet too. They, they can check to see whether Yorkshire exists if they haven't heard of it. I'm sure that they have, you know, it's a very big place. I don't think these border guards are sitting around testing each other on the English counties, Frank. I don't think that's part of their mentality and part of their training. We get arrested, you know, Frank. We get arrested. What are we going to get arrested for? Trying to get into the country under false pretenses. I think we're going to end up in some Middle Eastern prison for the rest of our lives. Let's turn around now. No point turning around now. Jeez. We've come all this way, mate. We've been, we've been travelling for three days, three solid days. Don't worry, be happy. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Don't give me all that. Don't worry, be happy. Claptrap. It's not claptrap. It's good advice. Bobby McFerrin. Oh, no, it's Bobby McFerrin. Ordinarily, I'd be a fan of the song. I like it. It's a good tune. It is a good tune, isn't it? It's a really uplifting song. Yeah, well, there's a time and a place for Don't Worry, Be Happy, Frank. And it's not when you're driving through Iraq in a camper van. All right, well, I'll sing something else for you. What, what would be an appropriate song? Dri driving. Driving in your oh, car. Yeah, okay. Oh, please don't drop no, me home. No, because you. I haven't got one anymore. It's not appropriate, Frank. It's not appropriate. You don't even Several hours and one more border crossing later. You know one thing I noticed when we were in that wimpy in Huddersfield? There was a family of uh, a couple of kids sat at a table close by to us. I don't know if you noticed them or not. There was, uh, waiting for the food, just sat there with a teaspoon on the table in between these two kids. They were like sort of seven or eight years old, that sort of demographic, you know? And, you know, naturally, uh, one of them picked up the teaspoon and started fiddling around with it. That the other one wanted to play with the teaspoon. Got jealous of the other kid playing with the teaspoon. Big, big kind of Barney about it. Massive. I want a, I want a teaspoon. I want a teaspoon. Give me the teaspoon. And the, the parents were trying the best. Like, you know, they were trying to teach him how to share. Oh, you have a turn with a teaspoon for a couple of minutes. And then you can have a turn with a teaspoon after that. And, you know, it's, it's obviously, it's not about the teaspoon, is it? It's about the, uh, I want what you've got even if it's like a really mundane thing, you know, because you're just sitting there with nothing to do, just kind of reaching out for something. But that's, I'd like to say that we grow out of that kind of mentality, Claude, but I don't really think that we do. I think we're always got this within us, this kind of the other man's grass is always greener, whether it is a teaspoon or whether it's a nice house or, you know, whether it's you and my dad sitting in the Wimpy restaurant thinking about America and wouldn't it be great to live in America? Yeah, I see what you're saying, Frank. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to disagree with you, but I think you're right. You're absolutely right. We do. As a species, we, we, we think like that, don't we? We think, I want what the other guy's got all the time. I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. Well, that's what I'm trying to get out of. I've been trying to get out of that mentality for quite a long time. I think I've almost cracked it, actually. I'm just, I don't see myself as in competition with other people, like other writers. I'm, I'm not like uh, in competition with, uh, you know, I don't consider Salman Rushdie to be my competitor. You know, he's a writer and I'm a writer. Well, he's a lot more successful than you. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, does it? I'm not, I'm not jealous of Salman Rushdie. 
Why would I be jealous of Salman Rushdie? I'd have a price on my head. You're lucky to get out of Iraq without a price on your head, as a matter of fact. Well, <laughs> I did it though, didn't I? Did it? Did it, no problem. Got through, uh, sweet-talked those border guards and away we went. Yeah, sweet talk, sweet talk. I've been meaning to ask you about this, Frank, this sweet talk of yours. Um, I couldn't help noticing both times, uh, on the border into Iraq and on the border out of Iraq. You had a little word with them, I noticed that, and, um, yeah, that, that's what I was doing. I'm explaining to them the wimpy situation, and they were very accommodating. Oh, I also noticed you slipped them a little envelope. Yeah? What, what do you think that was? What do you think I was giving them? Well, I assume you were giving them a copy of the letter from Huddersfield. Well, well, there you go then. There you go. I was giving them a copy of the letter from Huddersfield as proof. You know, I went to that post office. I used the photocopier, didn't I? I've got a couple of envelopes. You were a long time in that post office, Frank, getting those photocopies. I'll tell you that for nothing. Well, uh, I don't know. The photocopier had an issue. You know those envelopes you gave those guards, Frank? They're a little bit thicker than a single sheet of A4 paper. I did it in triplicate cloth. I had three copies. I know that I know that the officials like that sort of thing. Like I don't know why they have to have three copies of everything, but you know, three copies. So whacked off three copies for each one. Sticker than three copies of A4, Frank. Okay. Well, you know, you you can think what you want to think, Claude. You know, uh, maybe I was just giving him a little gift. You're giving him a little gift. So there's more than just the photocopy sheets in there, was there? There might have been something else in there, Claude. I don't know. I don't want to comment on it. Well, oh, you've suddenly turned into a politician now, have you, Frank? Well, no, no, I'm not looking for a career in politics myself. Oh, good, because you just bribed an official twice. Twice, my friend. Do you think I was born yesterday? No, I don't think you were born yesterday, but I, I do think that uh, you said to me the other day that, you know, I, I don't understand how the world works, and... You know, I took that to heart a little bit, Claude. Uh, I actually do know how the world works. I do understand how to get in and out of a country. And that's, I'm doing it my way and it's worked. Okay, so you don't need to know what was in the envelope, okay? It might have been, it might have been a, a gift alongside the photocopied sheets from, with a wimpy-headed paper. Or it might have just been, you know, a bit of packing material. You know, I don't want to comment on it either way. You brought in official prank. I'm very disappointed. Well, <laughs> it's up to you. If you want to be disappointed, that's fine. I just have to do things my way sometimes. I believe this is how you get things done sometimes. What, bribery? That's how you get things done. Bribery? Is it bribery? Well, I just wanted to come to Kuwait and cut a couple of corners, Claude. I didn't want to have to wait for a visa to come through. It was just like a spur-of-the-moment trip, you know, coming to this wimpy, you know, and I'm still intrigued to know what's happening. I'd... You've got another couple of bribes for the way back? I've got another couple of envelopes. Yeah, I'd rather not tell you what's inside them. Let's just, just turn a blind eye to it, Claude, and forget what you saw. Okay, because that's that's just the way I decided to do it. I've got my own personal budget. I'm budgeting my own money. I haven't asked you for a penny but to, to pay for the fuel for this trip, have I? Or, you know, I've bought the tyres myself. I'm, I'm funding this all by myself. I'm not a rich man, Claude, but I just wanted to do this. I wanted to come to this restaurant and find out why the restaurant is there you know it really is a mystery isn't it and it's that's what we've set ourselves the task of doing we've set ourselves the task of solving this mystery well i'm afraid to say frank i don't mean to be harsh myself either but i think you actually don't know how the world works necessarily i think you've wasted your money there i think 
they actually would have let you through, with or without a bribe. Oh, so now it's a, now it's a consumer issue. I should I should ask for a refund. I should ask for a re- you know, ask for a refund and a bribe, Frank. You really don't know how the world works, do you? Well, I've got my own interpretation of how the world works. I just thought it it would be handy just to sweeten the deal a little bit. You've been hanging on to that little observation for quite a while, haven't you, Claude? Well, I, well, I wasn't going to bring it up, Fred, but... Uh... Well, you, you brought it up. You've been hanging on to it for a while. You, t- you shouldn't hang on to these things. You should let them out. OK, well, next time I will. Have you got anything else on your mind? Anything else that I've done that has annoyed you? What? It's a little more than annoyed, actually, Frank. I got disappointed is the word that I would use. All right. Are you disappointed in anything else that I've done, Claude? I think we should clear the air about this. You know what I mean? Well, I don't really want to say, Frank. Oh, so there's something else, is there? Uh, what? Something else that you're hanging on to? Maybe. Oh, OK. Just let it out, Claude. I mean, I can take it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fella. You know, I can take it. I, I can take whatever it is that you've got on your mind. And you can clear the air. Just get it out. And then, you know, we can just forget about it then, can't we? Alright, Frank, well, you know, a few days back you made that uh, you made that nice casserole, didn't you, on your cooker? I was very impressed by you were able to do it on the little camping stove you made there. Yeah, 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 it was good. Yeah, it's one of my specialities, that casserole, actually. It's a nice casserole, Frank. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you liked it, yeah. Just, just, just one little bit of feedback. Oh, OK, one little bit of feedback, yeah. The, the aubergine. You know the supermarkets, they put a little sticker on, don't they, with a barcode on it? Yeah. You left the sticker on, Frank. You left the sticker on the aubergine. Did I? Really? Oh, no. Well, what happened to it? Was it, was it in the casserole? I ate it, Frank, out of politeness. Jesus H. Christ. You ate the barcode. Yeah, I ate the barcode. Uh, I, I, I thought yeah. you put a lot of effort into the meal. I didn't want to insult uh. you by pointing it out. Uh, and I ate the barcode. I ate it. That's well, very nice of you, Claude. It's very nice of you to eat the barcode to spare my feelings. What an act of self-sacrifice that was. I'm, I, I really appreciate you doing that for me. Well, it's a good job we didn't go to the shops afterwards, you know what I mean? Walking past the checkout. Bip! What's that? Nothing. <laughs> And thank you for bringing it up, because I think, I think it's important to bring these things up. You should... Don't hold on to stuff, you know. Don't hold on to anything. Just just let it all out. You know, what what else is there? Have you got anything else? No, that was it. Just the barcode. And the bribe as well. But we, 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 we've talked about that now. We cleared the air. Yeah, we cleared the air. There you go. It's good to clear the air. Good to clear the air, yeah. yeah. Anything you've got to say to me? <laughs> I'm sure I can think of a few things, Claudie boy. <laughs> Oh really? No, not really. No, no, not really. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, er- everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're, we're going to have a nice little. Um, yeah, you, you, you got a wimpy burger to look forward to. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it'd be an interesting little experiment for you as a fan of the of the restaurant chain. You sit down, have yourself a wimpy burger in Kuwait, and tell me how it compares to the one in Huddersfield. Yeah. That that'd, that'd be an interesting experiment. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. Right, right, Mr. Burton, what's the verdict? Beg your pardon? What's the verdict on, on, on the burger? How, how does it compare to, to the other one? It's pretty much exactly the same, Frank. All oh, right. 
there you go, there you go. Still kind of a, a global brand, e even though it's kind of disappearing. It's uh, still got that consistency from one country to another. That's kind of impressive in its own way. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Uh, the chips are the same as well. It's, it's very, very odd uh, being in the middle of Kuwait and uh, having an exact same meal as what I had in the middle of Yorkshire. Very funny. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, consistency across the brand. So uh, tell me about your meeting then. How, how did it go with the, with the manager? Uh, it, it went pretty well, it went pretty well. I've, uh, I've actually solved the mystery, Claude, believe it or not. Oh, what's the deal? One word. Nostalgia. Oh, nostalgia? Yeah, just as we talked about, as we talked in the previous Wimpy we were in. We talked about nostalgia as a concept. Wimpy in Kuwait was built in the 1970s during the, uh, during the peak, the global peak of the Wimpy brand. And uh, presumably the, the plan was then for them to build lots more of them. Unfortunately, the business went into decline steadily over the coming years, uh, you know, as we've been saying, you know, barged out of the way by the other burger chains, fast food chains, your Pizza Huts, your McDonald's, your KFCs, just kind of led to the eventual decline of the brand. And therefore, you know, Wimpy did not expand in this region as they had initially planned. But this one is still open. And it is still open because of nostalgia. People have been coming to this restaurant for years and years and years. They can't shut it down because they've got a, a dedicated customer base. People like yourself who remember the olden days, remember the old Wimpies and are going to them. And they've been coming to this restaurant for many, many years. And um, they've been bringing their children here. And their children grow up and their children remember going to the Wimpy. And it's uh, nostalgic. The whole thing is fueled by this uh, remembering going there as a child and then coming back again. Um, but, you know, the, the, the momentum isn't enough for them to expand. The momentum is enough to keep this one branch of Wimpy open. Can we go home now, Frank? Yeah, we'll go home. And in the dark and underpass, I thought, oh God, my chance has come at last. On the way home but then a strange fear gripped me and I just couldn't ask. You know, Morris, he's not kosher anymore either. You know that. And if a double-decker bus crashes into us, just stop it to die by your side is such a heavenly way you to die. You know, there's die. a real possibility of this happening. And if a ten-ton truck it won't be a ten -ton kills truck, the both of us, to die by your side, well, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. Speak to yourself. There is a light that never goes out. Sing it! No, I there is a light that never goes out. Come on! No, there you. is a light that never goes out. Come on! No, there you. is a light that never goes out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard, I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot at redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bong digger, bong digger, talks in the moonlight. Follow on my wallet, talk. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get this match away from me. You know what I'm for?
never stop from using anymore. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Mammals down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Not a short little span of attention, and why my life is so long? Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who will be my role model now that my role model is gone? Gone! Don't back down the alley, with some roly-poly little back-faced girl! All along, along, there were incidents and accidents, there were hints and allegations! If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. Da, 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 da. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Call me out. Claude Burton on the piano, folks. Woohoo! World class pianist. Good to be home, Claudie. You bet your bottom dollar!